0: It's the one night a year. Rules are meant to be. Extreme. WWE
1: Extreme Rules. Burn it down!
0: I take Lacey Evans as my mixed tag partner. You're gonna put both those titles on the line
1: and it's winners take
0: all exclusive.
1: You want to the
0: play? Let's play. Let's
1: play. I love the championship, more than you love your
0: wife. You came to the realize that what is standing in front of you is the next year, the WWE champion. So what is your answer, Kofi? Are you the man that you pretend to be? Rest in peace. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episodic adventure. It's Talkamania. I'm your co-host, Des. Here with the Boozerweight himself, J Bomb. What, what? What is up, buddy? What is up? Well, not too much. Not too much. Here I am with my buddy, talking some wrestling. We're going into extreme rules. It's summer. It's. I'm feeling good, man. I'm excited, and there's a lot to talk about this week.
1: There is so much to cover. There's so much wrestling this weekend, man. Like the list is super long. What the fuck? I
0: remember, you're telling. You're like, oh, there's fighter. Uh, there's a uh, fight for the fallen, and I'm like, oh, dude, there's also. The G1. Like, there's just so much going on. Evolve. And, uh, evolve as well, too. Yeah, it's a hell of a weekend for wrestling. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, man. But most importantly, how are you doing, my friend? What have you been up to?
1: Oh, I was away this past weekend in wine country over in Picton, Ontario, celebrating oh, yeah. uh, my my friend's wife's birthday. Uh, it got out of hand. <clears throat> Not going to lie. There was some blacking out. Um, and then when I got home, you know, I, I started thinking, I got to make some changes, man. Like, the boozer weight needs to make some
0: changes. Uh, Yeah, I've heard this from you quite a few times. So, you know, you're (laughs) in that mode this week. You know, we'll see. uh, You know, but it's true. You kind of fell off the map this weekend. Uh, I'm glad that you had a good time. But you're telling me you were having some dreams?
1: Yeah, I died twice in my dream. When I got home Sunday night, like, I was in my bed, and then I woke up in my bed, and then I died. And then I woke up again and died. So... It was like the most dream within a dream, fucked up shit, like straight out of a horror film.
0: Some paradox shit. And what what was your cause of death?
1: I don't know. All of a sudden, it was, I don't know if it was like a heart attack or like all of a sudden, it was just like I was falling backwards and everything was just like getting fuzzy. And I was like,
0: oh, I'm dying. <laughs> Were you relieved or scared?
1: I was fucking scared. Like I kind of let it yeah. happen, but I was scared, obviously. It woke me up like five times.
0: <laughs> maybe you haven't woke up. Maybe you're still in Picton drunk on the wine
1: i doubt i'd be dreaming about this des <laughs>
0: <laughs> let me ask you have you drank it all this week no really nothing damn man yeah. i've been doing it every night i've been doing it every night uh, you know i'm not getting wasted or anything but you know watching ron join smackdown and now here recording with you i got my wrestlemania 35 cup right here guys i picked this up at the uh the arena it's hologram you know all that stuff jay was too proud to pick one up but i know he regrets it now and he's kicking himself in the ass i'm okay with that a big, huge, a big, nice bottle of beer fits completely into this thing. It's like, it's, it's perfect. It's huge. Size. Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah. So yeah, cheers to you. And cheers for surviving your past weekend. I don't have anything. And got nothing? Oh. I
1: got nothing. I mean, I might have a couple beers um, for the live show that we have uh, this Sunday for full pressed, but we'll see. We'll see if I'm cool. on or off the wagon.
0: Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Either way, it's going to be a fun time, guys. If you haven't checked out one of our live shows, it'll be this Sunday on full press. Uh, before we get into it. Let's kick this shit off. Follow us on Twitter at underscore Talkamania. You can give us a follow on Instagram at Talkamania as well too. And listen to us wherever you get your to kicks, be it iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podbean. Uh, Google us, guys. We are all over the place. We are growing. We are the cancer that you will not get rid of. (laughs) But the good kind. The good kind. The good kind.
1: Yeah, and uh, like Des mentioned, Excuse me, Sunday, 5.30 p.m., our Extreme Rules uh, kickoff show on Full Press Radio. You can follow them on Twitter at Full Press Radio and our affiliates at FPC underscore wrestling. Um, And they are releasing an app. It should be available in Google, Apple, wherever you get apps from. I don't even know. Um, But full press coverage. Check it out. It'll be there next week. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. We're going to be featured on it. So that's really, really cool. Ooh. Check out our website, www.talkamania.com. If you want to pick up some merch, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Talkamania. Uh, Twitch, you want to see us play some vids, twitch.tv slash Talkamaniacs. And the best way to support the show, we've officially launched a Patreon account. Yeah, buddy. So uh, you guys can become premium members, get an invite to the um, early release party. Which is going to be every Wednesday night. So you're going to get the episode 12 hours in advance. Uh, and be like Chris Speezak from Speeds in the Benchmark.
0: Woohoo! Our first
1: Patreon. What is up, guys? If you're not following them, go check them out on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Twitch. <clears throat> yeah, buddy. Alright, let's get into the wrestling segment. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking about news from around the wrestling world. We're also going to talk about intergener Wrestling. Because we've never really addressed that here on Talk Mania. Uh, And we're going to be discussing the big takeaways from Raw and SmackDown. And we're going to wrap it up with our predictions for AEW's fight for the fallen. So let's jump right into it. The rumors coming out of WWE right now is Sasha Banks is on her way back. Uh, People seem to believe it's going to be coming at the Extreme Rules show.
0: Hmm. What are your thoughts on this? I know how thrilled you are. How much you love Sasha Banks. You must be just waiting for this moment.
1: The women's division has been kind of poor. I'm not saying it's because she's not there. I mean, I'll take anything to spice it up. And if Sasha Banks is back on TV, then we can continue to talk shit about her.
0: (laughs) I guess. Um, But yeah, dude, she's had a long vacation. She's all over the map. Uh, You know, I wouldn't mind being upset at my job and having a couple months off. Uh, One's... Got to think, is she being paid or is this kind of a freeze in her contract? I would think so to some degree. Uh, But having her back is not such a bad thing. But then when she comes back, what? Do you give her her way and make her the focal point again suddenly? And then it feels forced because, oh, well, she's coming back. And, you know, they're letting her have her way. I'd rather be more organic. Um, But yes, lots of people are talking and speculating. If it's not extreme rules, it's likely to be SummerSlam. I believe this is the fact. And now looking at kind of the storyline right now uh, with Alexa Bliss and Nikki and the promo that Nikki cut this week during the contract signing. I don't know there's these little undertones there that feels like they might be tying in Sasha coming in for some backup or something because they talked about friends abandoning yeah. her, uh, Bailey, and you know, why don't you find a friend, you know? And like, I just kind of feel like it's just the perfect recipe, the perfect little drops. Uh, to have Sasha come back. And also, also, Nikki's been doing a great job, by the way. I like her promo there during there as well, too. She stays crazy, uh, but at the same time, she stays on point for her message and delivery. Um, So I don't know. We're going to wait and see. I think it's going to be good for the women's division. Like you said, it's a bit all over the place. It needs a little bit more of a... I'm not a leader, but... I don't know. I hate to say this, but... I don't know. I'm not. They're not really holding a candle right now. The women in the in the division. So you know, we'll see what happens. And uh, now with this interesting rule they have going into Extreme Rules, uh, it's gonna make things a lot more interesting and a bigger opportunity for Sasha to make an impact. So we'll see.
1: Could happen. We'll see. That's that's the thing. You know what? Uh, if you are watching us live right now, my mic might not have been coming through. I think it should be working now. Uh, I blame that on our uh, our, our our Virgin. Video streaming skills, whatever you want to call it. So our apologies for that.
0: But this guy is a 34-year-old virgin with two kids somehow. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. He pulls it out somehow. All right, cool. Uh,
1: Gallows and Anderson uh, have apparently signed a new five-year deal with WWE. So I guess they're in it for the long haul, it looks like. it.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I think the WWE wanted to lock down these key pivotal, I guess, People on the WWE or anybody in general, like potentially go over to AEW, and I could see Carl Car, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows uh, make their way over to AEW because it could be a cool fit over there for them. They could even go back to New Japan. There's lots of options. There's no news that they haven't been too happy with the way that they've been going, the creative direction. Same thing with the revival, but similar to the revival, they got a bit upset, you know, talked about leaving, and then kind of got a nice. Well, I don't. They didn't sign their new contract, as far as I recall, but they got a tag team title run. It looks like now, with the reuniting of AJ Styles and the club, well, it makes, first of all, for interesting TV, because I like AJ Styles as a heel. Mm -hmm. I think Gallows and Anderson are elevated when they're next to AJ Styles, and I think it's been great so far. So, obviously, they want to have money, and they want to be happy. Money and and happiness now the good. That's it. And I think right now, the WWE is like, okay, well, look, we're going to put you back with AJ. You guys are road buddies. Uh, You know, AJ is going to be good as a heel right now, because honestly, I love AJ Styles. His last championship run as a face was kind of just mediocre and a bit not really that interesting. Whenever he's in the ring, he's amazing, and he can do good mic skills as a face as well too. But I just feel like he can do a lot more as a heel, Uh, and he is doing a lot more, and I'm really really happy to see it. So him with the club, it's a good thing. Having them stick around, it's a good thing. Uh, Inevitably, I see them just being unhappy again. You know, they're (laughs) only gonna get uh, the rotation for so long. They'll be with AJ. Maybe they'll win the tag team titles. Maybe they'll have like maybe an eight-month run. And then, you know, they'll be kind of put to the back of the line and rotated out of storyline. Maybe they'll be unhappy again. But either way, WWE wins. They've locked them up. They've locked them in. uh, And they've got their money. Five years, baby. Five years. Five years. All
1: right. Like we mentioned before, this weekend is jam-packed with wrestling on top of AEW's Fight for the Fallen and WWE's Extreme Rules pay-per-views, the Evolve event. Uh, We're also going to get New Japan Pro Wrestling. So there's what two blocks of G1 I got here. Uh, some honorable mentions that were in our notes were Moxley versus Taichi, if I'm saying that correctly.
0: That's on Saturday, folks. That's on Saturday. Check
1: that out. Okada versus Zack Sabre Jr., Donahashi versus Kenta, Abushi versus Evil, and Osprey versus Sonata. And speaking of Abushi and Kenta, I know you checked them out uh, last week in Dallas and you texted me that it was worth a watch.
0: Well, that's it. I kind of was like, I was at this weekend at a family reunion or birthday or something. So I, I drove down and I was, uh, I was the driver down, but I had my wife as a designated driver home. So I got a bit sassed. <laughs> I came home and turned it on to Access TV and they had the G1, which I was pretty excited for. I love Access TV. It just has New Japan on it randomly. Um, and yes, matches were great. Uh, Kenta versus Kota I really liked. Uh, it was great to see these guys go back and forth. Cool match. I, I don't know. I like Kenta. I feel like he's a... I don't know. I saw him in the WWE, and I thought the reins might have been on him a little bit. So he was kind of frustrated. He wanted to do more. And then I saw him in this match. And although it was more impressive, he beat Kota Ibushi. And I'm like, Ugh. I mean, I don't know. Based on what I've seen in his performance... He's your boy, eh? is one of the guys I really like. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but seeing him lose against Kenta, I'm kind of like, oh, he's not... I remember him being indestructible. I'd see him go against Omega and they'd have these matches where like it took, you literally had to decapitate somebody to pin them. And uh, in this match, it didn't take as much. And I know they want to put Kenta, Kenta back on the scene and, you know, have a, have a, a big statement. Plus, they're accumulating points. Um, and it's not the end of the world. But I was just kind of a little bit surprised. But he was good. He was good. But uh, I don't know if it warranted. Like, no, I don't know. He's not... He's not as good as people make him out to, to be, but yeah, no, we'll see. Maybe it'll grow on me. I'm not as familiar with him as Kenta, so you know, we'll have, we'll see. Um, and also, uh, Jack Saber Jr. took on, I think, it was Sonata. Uh, that match was really good. Uh, I thought it was an interesting match. Very, I guess, different. Uh, um, Saber Jr. had to kind of do a little bit of a different style from time to time. And then the match, the way it ended, where Saber tried to do like kind of a, a roll up on Sonata, and Sonata did like a clutch reversal roll up and got the pin through a roll up. I really liked it. I thought it was a great finish and the way that Sabre kind of looked dumbfounded at the end and the crowd almost did. And then he kind of had like a heel or he kind of attacked a ref. It was cool. I I liked it. I always really, really enjoy a solid match that tells a good story and ends with a roll-up. I'm a fan of the roll-up. I think it's underrated. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Jericho WrestleMania had that finish. Look, the match with uh, Ricochet and AJ Styles where uh, Ricochet reversed it and put AJ Styles in that roll-up not only is the execution of the roll-up good, but AJ Styles sold the panic while he was in that uh, roll-up so well. Mm. He's like, oh shit. And he's like, you see him try to squirm out as much as he can and he can barely get out in time and he doesn't. And I just love it. I love a good roll-up. I like a fruit, fruit roll-ups. And fruit roll-up too, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was having that conversation with my wife because in Canada, you can't get them anymore or at least in Quebec. So every time you go to the US, I pick up a couple boxes of fruit roll-ups and she's totally against all this garbage food, but she loves them fruit roll-ups. <laughs> When you were a kid in school, yeah. like growing up, yeah. and you had fruit roll-ups your lunch, you were the celebrity of the class. Fruit by the, foot was, tell you,
1: fruit by the foot was pretty good, too.
0: I never got one. I never got the the fruit roll-up at my lunch. Yeah, well, the fruit by the foot is our knockoff. I don't even know if the U.S. – I guess they do probably have it, but uh, we now have fruit by the foot. It's just like this long strip. Same taste and texture, but, man, I don't know, man. Fruit roll-ups out of this world. I love it, man. Good <laughs> shit.
1: You heard it here first uh okay this is something we've never addressed on talkmania um and you know with everything going on with tessa blanchard sam Callahan this past weekend from uh, slamiversary there's people that loved it there's people that hated it i mean i'm not a huge fan of intergender wrestling i did watch most of this match saw all the highlights it did seem very awesome but i just want to know where you stand when it comes to intergender wrestling
0: no, I still haven't watched this match. I thought you told me you did. That was on my list, dude. I've had so much to do this week, and I've been catching up on matches as well too. So it's not that it uh, I'm not gonna get to it. I just haven't got to it, unfortunately. Well, re- but
1: regardless of the match, what do you think of Intergender Wrestling?
0: I I don't know. I think a time and a place. I don't think we need to go out there and every every week. Like people are saying, domestic violence, right? Yeah, that's right. And I think Mia Yim chimed in and said, well, no, not really, because it was consensual. Mm -hmm. And she makes a good point. And Mia Yim, if you want to check it out, like, I know you guys might not be big fans on NXT, but she's got some pretty cool stuff on the indie scene. She has an amazing intergender match with Matt Riddle. And that's worth checking out as well, too, guys, if you like the Callahan and Tessa Blanchard match. I did watch a few spots on it. I heard that maybe he went a little bit too far on her, you know, like Mm -hmm. a little bit too much. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, look, if she's game, then cool. And Taiso Tessa Blanchard, she's a professional. And no doubt one of the best females right now in the industry. Um, You know, you're going to have people upset over it no matter what. Uh, You know, look, Nia Jax went in and uh, took took the bumps last Royal Rumble. I think that was the highlight of the Royal Rumble for me, maybe. It was one of them. It was amazing. And then ever since then, you know, they teased the match with Dean Ambrose, which, you know, we don't know if it was just, you know, um, kind of pie face Dean Ambrose because he's walking out of his title, or if they're really trying to move into something a little bit more different, putting their foot into that intergender pool, I guess, and seeing the fan reaction, seeing the global reaction, which initially didn't turn out to be too great. It seems like they're getting a little bit of pushback on, you know, not doing it. However, I have to say, it looks like they're still teasing it. Yeah. Because we're seeing more and more mixed match tag teams. I mean, I know the extreme rules, the whole point is to have, you know, Seth and Becky versus Baron, and legacy so that's why you're seeing a lot of mixed tag teams uh, but we're seeing them more and more we are and we're also seeing the Testa waters with well we see a lot of the women you know hitting the men now yeah that's common you'll see uh becky will put mike Knellis in the arm bar or you know she'll like punch the career corbin in the face but this week we saw Andrade run into Becky Lynch and bump her down. So I feel like they're testing the waters out, and they're kind of seeing the fan reaction, the crowd reaction, and slowly trying to see if they can get away with some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not down with it altogether. I mean, but sorry, I'm not. I'm down with it, but I want it to be within taste and not too gratuitous. I hope it's not like you know, oh, it's accepted. So now it's just you know, pelt women with chairs, you know, left and right. <laughs> i think it's got to be done right it's gonna be done classy but i'm all for it man i mean like some of those women are, are amazing competitors and they can hang in there with some of the guys so you know it's, it's going to be interesting to see where things go um my cousin i was talking to him this past weekend about wrestling and he's really into it as well too and for some reason he feels like it's going to build up to some kind of wedge between seth and becky where there's going to be a match between seth and becky oh now God. i think obviously it's not going to be the case guys that would be insane. I think there will uh, be a,
1: a wedge put between the two of them, but I don't know if it's going to result in them having a
0: match. No, I don't think so either. You know, but we'll, you know, we'll see where things go. I mean, I don't know. I'm all for it. It's on, you know, if it's on the indie scene as well too. Where did they have their match, Tessa and Tammy? Was it on the indies? It was anniversary Okay, okay hmm. so it was with Impact, Impact. right? Yeah, but ah, I don't know. Interesting if we, and bold move by Impact.
1: I well, they do it all the time. Pretty sure they have intergeneral quite quite often. I. I have no problem. Like I was watching old WrestleManias and SummerSlams, and I'm seeing like um, Jericho came out to face Triple H. Jericho was with Stephanie. I don't remember the storyline exactly, and Triple H pedigree Stephanie like halfway through. Yeah, the Yeah,
0: man. I was watching a. I think it was like a SummerSlam last night. The Rock. It was it was Rock. Triple H and Kurt Angle, where Kurt Angle got the concussion and then came back at the end of the match. Well, Stephanie gets the kind of involved and holds up, I think, The Rock. And The Rock ducks and he decks Stephanie. <laughs> and, I mean, we saw old uh, SmackDowns and or Raws, too. Like, man, there's that iconic scene where uh, Stone Cold and Triple H just beat the out of Lita with a chair. Yeah. Like She's over the Hardy Boys and they just, like, lay into her, man. Like, you know, and then there's Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett used to guitar everybody. So, I, I kind of enjoyed that. Actually, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett had a
1: match with China, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, 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 which was cool. I don't know. It's just um, weird. But- I, I, it's, like, it's
1: like you said – it depends on the situation and how tastefully it's done.
0: We got to, you know, we got to protect those snowflakes. <laughs> it's tough, man, in 2019. You think we're progressive for 2019, but everybody's sensitive about everything one way or the other. So you're not going to be able to please everybody. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's, it's consensual, man.
1: Everything's... Con- no, I will not even go there. All right, let's talk about Raw and SmackDown takeaways. Um, we talked about AJ Styles' heel turn a little bit earlier, but I want to take... Oh.
0: I love it. First of all, before we go on to another topic, I I, I am I was not really in, that invested in this whole AJ Styles, um, Ricochet feud because it's been going on a while. That is the but topic. I, lo- I love the matches. I love the matches that these guys have been putting on. Uh, every single time they they face off, it's a, you know a different chemistry, a different ending, different result. Um, yeah, there's a winner or a loser, but you know the way they get there, the journey is a lot different, and the beatings they've been laying into them. And I watched this video package they had on Raw. Was it Raw this week or SmackDown? I guess it was Raw. So good. And it not only is so good, like you could like not watch for a week or two and like perfectly summarize, you know, point A, of their journey to where they are right now. You know, like uh, it was funny because they were talking to AJ. They're like, if we do the AJ back then, you would have slapped his face off. And I didn't think anything at the time. But then later on, he did a promo with Ricochet where he slapped Ricochet across the face. And it was like, oh shit, shades of the old AJ. Yeah. So they connect the dots for you very well. Obviously, we the people who put these videos together are really talented. Uh, and then it just really hyped me Going into this pay per view event and then just watching the match that they've had. So I'm really excited. I, I think this feud is uh I love it. I like it. I like him turning heel. I like the beat down they're giving Ricochet. Um, no, it's it's good, man. Good old way.
1: That was the talking point, Des. I talked. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean I'm just happy that we're getting two I mean, they're main eventers. I know Ricochet hasn't main evented on the main card yet. Um, but in my opinion, he's a main eventer. So to have a guy like AJ and ricochet go up for a title, like the U S title, that's pretty much been, you know, reserved for the lowest of the low cards over the last few years. Um, I feel like it's bringing legitimacy to the U S title as well.
0: Who's holding it. No, I'm just joking. Ricochet, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it definitely, it definitely is. I mean, ricochet is the kind of guy, like I said, we say it week after week, he can eat a loss and it doesn't mean much because he's a smaller guy. And every week you could, you could, believe he could be the winner of that match you know it's not like oh he's on a jobbing streak so he may lose you know like no he could win any any night just like aj could and to have these two guys mix it up i think it's been great uh they're really trying to elevate or kind of give some credibility to that u.s title and i think this is the right way to do it i mean giving it to samoa joe was great at the same time too and then taking it off him was kind of well here's here's the thing I think I think Samoa Joe, given the proper story and trajectory, could have made that title a really, really great title. He could have. He could have had. He could have destroyed people. He could have went the distance. But the fact that they opened their eyes and said, "Look, this guy's fucking great on the mic. Let's put him into the main title picture and let's give uh, Ricochet his first title and have him run with it." And I think that's been great and meaningful as well too. So hopefully hold uh, will hold on to it a little bit longer than Joe did. Uh, but you know, I, I, I agree with you. I think there is. A hint that they're trying to bring that prestige back, and they're on the right track.
1: Yeah, there's prestige with that title, and there's almost zero prestige with the IC Championship. Um, as good of a match as Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor had on SmackDown Live this week. Depends to
0: you talk to and ask.
1: I thought it was a good match. I mean, ah. it was. It, they gave them the amount of time that they needed. Um, the ending was cool. But to see another champion losing Mm. on TV... That's what was
0: my note. I'm like, another non-title defeat, right? So uh, I agree on that end, uh, that obviously you don't want Balor losing. That's terrible. It's your champion. Um, But he also is another one of those guys that can lose and win the next night. Uh, And yes, it does harm Balor a little bit. But dude, I think this helps out Nakamura so much. And I like the match. I like the whole segment. And I think this is exactly what Nakamura needed to pull himself out of the gutter because he was having a terrible year, first of all, just awful. He was nowhere to be seen. He comes out, you know, he shows his aggressive side of him. And not only does he beat Balor, like he dominated Balor, Mm. like the whole match. And it was a unique match too because he was trying to count him out. And then I was like, okay, well, they'll probably give him a count out win. And that way it'll be a footnote, you know, and like he beat Balor by count out. But I kind of wanted him to win cleanly. And then he tried to make him count out again. And then he pulled in and beat him. Uh, dude, it was great. I thought it was good. And it's a huge win for Nakamura. It definitely puts him in the icy title picture. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe they've had had it with Balor and they're going to give it to Nakamura. Maybe Bischoff came in. Maybe Heyman had some say in it and said, look, man, why are you wasting this guy in the sidelines? There's so much you could do. Mm. And even watching the promos he's been cutting too, uh, the typical uh, Nakamura mysterious I do feel like his English has since improved as well, too. Um, mind you, I do feel like he was playing dumb in the past because I heard him on uh, talk as Jericho before, right when he joined the WWE and his English was great. So I think sometimes he downplays it. But either way, I'm excited. We get to see Knockback in action an aggressive side of him and a convincing win against Finn Balor. So hopefully that's going to be putting him into the Intercontinental Championship picture. Now, I, I thought, like I said, countouts, I thought there was going to be like um, a last man standing or something like that match at Extreme Rules because they're doing the counting. Uh, but it looks like the, the card itself is already stacked. So maybe something we're going to see at SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, they're not fighting in Extreme Rules, eh?
0: No, no, I've been taking a look at the card, and they haven't updated it. Unless they throw it on the pre-card, but that would just be a waste considering what they did with the story this week. So I have to think they're going to kind of string it along to SummerSlam.
1: All right. We kind of touched on it earlier, but let's talk about Nikki Cross real quick. Uh, she went her way into deciding the stipulation for Bliss and Bailey at Extreme Rules. Uh, she decided to add herself into the mix. We've talked about it on the show before millions and millions and millions of times how we kind of had no faith that we were going to see some sort of a payoff between bliss and Nikki cross. And I'm surprised that they haven't dropped this storyline because this was one of those storylines that was so typically dropped in the Mm. last six months of WWE. But I think, I think we're getting our payoff and I think it's coming in extreme rules.
0: Right. So I think that she is their girl that they're experimenting with and pushing and pushing hard. Uh, Alexa bliss, you know, she can always be in the picture. Bailey can always be in the picture Sasha Banks, you know, when she's around, can always be in the picture. Um, but, you know, people have been wanting Nikki Cross for so long now, and Sanity got dropped. So a lot of people were worried about that. And I was going, when I was making the theme song this week, first of all, I was going back and I was checking a bunch of different sound bites from Nikki Cross. And I liked that promo that she cut when she initially debuted and kind of confronted Becky. And man, that initial debut when she came out was really, really good. I like her music too, I think it's really cool. Um, so yeah, the debut was great. I like her character. People were a bit worried when she was now nice and and also evil. So she kind of has that, you know, she walks that fine line of personality disorder. Uh, but she's been really good and she's been doing a really good job at it. You know, WWE has a tendency to only be able to run like one program for the women at a time. Um, you know, I think that's still the case. It seems like they're doing, Uh, you know, a lot of Nikki stuff going on. But, but that's, I, I, it's almost grouped with the men now in a sense, you know, like you're right. It is, but like, they're kind of like, they're Seth and Becky are kind of keeping each other afloat in a sense. It's kind of two birds with one stone with those guys. Okay. Um, But yeah, I mean like all we get outside of that is Sonya and Mandy uh, a few other things, but they're really not able to kind of get more than one thing for the women going at a time. It seems like they only allocate them like maybe one or two segments a show. Uh, but I like what they're doing. I'm excited to see what Nikki Cross, uh, the storyline is going to do. Look, we have all kinds of cool things that could happen. Look, we can get the, the first co-champion, which I think is a stupid idea. I think idea. it's a stupid idea, too but it makes me further think it's not going to happen, you know? So, you know, it's like, well, I don't think that's going to happen because that would be stupid. Everyone would think it would be, so maybe that's not going to be the case. I have to think it's going to be the obvious, and there'll be some kind of miscommunication, and uh, it'll lead to Alexa versus uh, Nikki, or, you know, there'll be a beatdown after. She'll somehow retain, roll up Nikki, retain, and then beat down on Bailey. and Sasha comes out, and then the tag team match gets set up for SummerSlam or some shit like that.
1: I don't know. I see Nikki winning the match, Bliss Thinking she's the champion, and then everybody kind of still saying, "Hey, Nikki, why'd you let her take the title when you won the match?" And then and eventually, that, we'll have those two fight.
0: Like I'm saying, there's so much they could do with it. I would love to see Nikki win. Is it too soon? I mean, a lot of people say no. Uh, you know, is it too soon for ba- for Bailey to lose it? I mean, some people might is say it yes. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of us also would love to see Alexa win again, just to see the internet burn. You know, and I am one of those people. Um, but you know, we're gonna have to wait and see. I just have this inkling feeling that they're planting some seeds for Sasha's return, so it could be a, t- a good time to do it.
1: On that note of planting seeds, um, it seems like the WWE has been getting a little bit less PG with every episode that goes by. Um, it's slowly
0: starting. Fo- Fox requested it, apparently. Who did? Fox? Fo- Fox apparently is asking them to push the envelope a little just a little more. Well,
1: but it seems like they're hinting at a possible love angle between Sooner DeVille and Mandy Rose. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. I don't know if they're
0: doing <laughs> it just to do it. There's so many things now in society that in pop culture is like, we're doing it just to show we're progressive and to do it. And for me, it's like, cool. I think it appeals a, to some people too. But but, but, but yeah, for me, it's like, dude, 2019, we shouldn't need to do things just to do it. Like it should be like, let's accept, you know, people's being gay. It's like, well, I thought we were already there, like it's 2019, but I guess we're not because clearly we're not. You read the news, yeah? But you
1: could look at it. You could look at it from that angle, but you could also look at it as just being like a little bit like sexier, like a little yeah, bit more appealing no, to teenage I mean, as, boys, you know?
0: Oh my yeah. This guy's like giggling. He's like teenage boy. Well, damn. Me and me,
1: Mandy Rose yeah. and Sony Deville, if they have a love angle.
0: They're obviously teasing something. I'm gonna I mean, like the look it. Look, they gave each other the week ago, and then like tonight, like oh yeah, we're closer. Or we're they said something, some comment or something this week that you know showed that like they're closer now or something. So they're teasing it a little bit, which is cool. I mean, whatever. We'll see where it goes, and uh, that's all really there is to it. I'm interested to see where who's Ember Moon's partner is going to be next week. I hope we see Ruby come back or something. Like give us a good partner. Hope it's not just like Dana Brooke or something. Sorry, girl, but. You know, like if if, know. if
1: Ruby Riot comes out and she also has the Riot Squad entrance music, like uh, like Crocodile Fucker had, it's gonna be really confusing.
0: Did she have it this, this week, it, Crocodile Girl?
1: Yeah. Sarah Logan literally had Riot Squad on the Titantron.
0: Oh my god, you kidding me? How lazy they, like eh? they didn't even months. like. They literally were like, "Here's the shakeup. You're on the side," and they didn't even like, even like, okay, we'll take care of her. Let's update her stuff. That it's like, let's throw you back in there. Yeah, just use your old video. And like, and, and, you know. and
1: apparently she had a Titantron video. And entrance music before she was in Riot Squad. So why don't they just resort back to that?
0: Good question. It's good shit.
1: Uh, okay, Cesaro was in fact the guy knocking on the door of Aleister Black. This really excites me. I think it's got. If if they get to do what they couldn't, what they can do at Extreme Rules, this could be like match of the night for me.
0: I think it it definitely could be one of the matches of the night. I think Aleister Black and Cesaro are going to be able to put on a good show, a good clinic, uh, some good chain wrestling, and some good spots. I think Cesaro is going to be all over the place. And I think uh, Aleister Black is going to be able to keep up as well, too. I'm excited. I hope this opens the floodgates so we see Alistair Black on our TV screens week after week. Um, I don't know why we're not. Him and Ricochet came in, and they were super hardcore about these guys, making them be on Raw and both SmackDown, giving them a lot of TV time for two call-ups. And I think Alistair Black is somewhat of an attraction as well too, uh, so you, did you know say he's maybe Attractive? This, no, it's an attraction. He, he's well, he's not unattractive. I mean, he's all right. I mean, I guess I don't know. He's what did you get me into? Is he your type, you know? Des? Nah, no, oh, shut up. <laughs> Come on, you're, you're setting me up in a trap. 2019,
1: man, we're progressing. That's
0: true. That's true. Hey, I I, I could call a man handsome. I don't mind. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, look, we're gonna get Alistair Black back in action. Uh, I'm super happy they stayed with Cesaro. I was worried that they're gonna go with somebody else. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, just Cesaro." Well, I mean, you know what? If you're the people, Cesaro? then you don't know shit. Exactly. This is huge. Cesaro's great. You're giving him a match at Extreme Rules. I hope he does what he can to go out there and show how amazing he is, like he always does, do some impressive stuff. We know he's gonna lose, obviously, because Alistair's been teasing this, um, coming out of the room. I don't know, like he's coming out finally, right? And in a, in a literal sense, in AJ's space, it's like, <laughs> is he this conversation <laughs> is going all over the place. But he's literally coming back to the ring. We haven't seen him in some time. And I feel like also this, him being in that room and being isolated has kind of been like a promo class for him because they always said his weakness was his promos. So I feel like they stuck him in there to kind of have him work on those for a couple of weeks. And I honestly don't see a problem with his promos right now. Um, obviously, you know, you can nitpick and say things could be better. But he's not on the weaker side. So obviously, this is going to be helping his game. Uh, and when he comes back to the ring, it's going to be good. So I'm excited for it. Uh, the match is going to be good. Could be match of the night. And look, man. Alistair Black back in action against Cesaro. What more can you ask for, man? It's going to be sweet. But here's the thing. Is he a heel now or what?
1: Or is Cesaro yeah, like a heel? I mean, I, I don't know. I can't tell. They C- both C- act like heels. They both right? acted like heels. I thought Cesaro did a good job during that promo where he just kind of sat down. Well, my kids are going crazy. Uh, just sat down and we just kind of whatever
0: about it. You got to yeah, get out of well, here.
1: He's trying to get in.
0: Well, that's it. He's a little talk a maniac. <laughs> Is he going to be a Patreon? He's going to subscribe? He's going to pay us some of his little kitty allowance? Uh,
1: that means I'm going to be paying for it.
0: Oh. oh, well, you know, I'm down with that. Why not?
1: All right, let's 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 talk about the uh, the main takeaway from Ron Smackdown this week for me, anyways. And I think it's probably for you too. Let's talk about Kevin Freaking Owens. Um, ah. What a promo, first and foremost. Uh, I know it was scripted. Uh, but he just nailed it. Like, I don't know if he... You think he went off a bit, a little bit off of what he was told to do? Naming names? He named names.
0: No, I don't think so. I think basically he kind of... The WWE looked at the comments on the internet and said, just go out there and be the voice of the voiceless. So,
1: okay, so if if the WWE is going to write itself a storyline on how their creative sucks, if they can pull this off... I'll be so damn impressed.
0: Well, look, they already came to the ring and said, like, you guys have been complaining and we're going to listen. And like, you know, they already called themselves out then. And now Kevin Owens is kind of going back and saying, OK, well, let's circle back now six months later and see what we've done in that time. And we haven't done shit all. And I think also, you know, Bishop being in there and Heyman being in there, you know, they have a bit more, I guess, of, uh, you know, let's push the envelope. And look, I agree with you. I think it was great. Yeah. I think just the starting, it was amazing. I, I thought it was going to lead to like, oh, yeah, you guys want to fight? Then we're going to do this match right now. We're not going to wait for the end of Raw. And it's going to be a a, pocket, par, sorry, a parking lot brawl. <laughs> and I would have been like, dude, that would have been cool. They two and three like falls. One of those, yeah, they haven't done one of those. cool. Yeah, <laughs> Every match is Every two and three falls now. Yeah, there's so many now. And uh, But yeah, it was cool to see. He busted his lip open. Uh, obviously, they got really aggressive. Everyone was trying to break them up. And then you know he got kicked out of the arena, so I'm like, oh, that sucks. You know, I wanted to see him in this main event, but look, he hijacked the whole show. Yeah, he ended up coming out in the beginning, you know, blasting Mc- Shane McMahon. Shane cuts his mic, he grabs another mic, uh, you know, and then he goes on the headset and basically calls out everybody who's in the back, you know, waiting for time. And when he ripped got- that
1: headset off, man, he did that aggressive. Yeah, I yeah, it.
0: yeah. But I'm also wondering the fact that he said like the wasted talents names on the headset isn't to all the crowd, you know. So like you're limiting your your listeners. But it's on TV, so we Dude, all hear it. It, it,
1: it. You know, the fourteen thousand people there may not have heard it, it and yeah. I'm probably being generous with fourteen. But the millions and millions at home heard.
0: Yeah, and it, honestly, it's it's a hot topic on the internet. People are rewatching it. So he gave a shout out, buddy Murphy, Apollo, Oscar, and Kyrie. Thank you, Ko. I know you heard me. You listened to this Montreal based podcast. And, uh, yeah, he basically says they deserve more time. And you know what? It's what we all think. Shane is too much on my TV. Take him off. He's not a wrestler and he shouldn't be there every week as long as he is. I don't care about him being around, but you know, I, I, I have sentiments with him and then to come out there and give a stunner to, to, um, Shane McMahon. yeah, he's getting better at it. So I really liked it. I like what they're doing with Kevin Owens. They're finally doing something. They hit the reset button. And he even called it out, like, look, you know, I came back and I played nice and I tried to be the good corporate guy. And like, I'm done with this shit, you know, like, you know, what are you going to do? So going back to what we talked about last week, it looks like they are going down that route of making him a face, making him kind of the everyman's champion and the voice of the voiceless to steal a line from CM Punk.
1: Who? So people have been pretty... um... One-sided. No, sorry. That's not the right word. You're either into it or you're not into it with the Street Whoa. Profits on oh, Raw. Okay. <laughs> uh, personally, I think it's been awesome. I th- we talked about it last week, um, how I thought it was a good way to showcase NXT talent on main roster without having to repackage them. They have the gold around their waist, so it's still cool. This week, I, I was a little bit... Not, not that I was a little bit less into it. It just seemed like they were just there to kind of talk about extreme roles, which was a little bit weird. But... They're really entertaining to watch. So,
0: I don't fe- I don't I don't feel the same. Yeah, see, I'm, there I, you go.
1: We're two yeah. guys and we're split, but <laughs> a lot of people online were like they loved it or they hated it.
0: I don't mind the street profits. I think they're cool. I I don't mind them working on their promo skills and maybe that's just what this is. I don't think
1: they need work on their promo skills. Uh,
0: I don't know. They weren't that great. I think they were trying too hard, like they're trying too hard. I would say, I would say. And I liked them in the ring. Uh, they're a great tag team. Don't mind them in NXT. I don't even mind them on the main roster, but just to have them backstage doing commentary like those two old dudes from the Muppets, like, uh, I don't know. Hey, I, I'd I'd rather somebody. I'd rather the Kabuki Warriors. How about that? You know, get you got you Kabuki
1: Warriors on SmackDown this week. Page Smack, what's your? Okay, look.
0: They should have done a double smack. Just should've be like, happy. Austin and Kyrie should have stood there and been like while they're talking, and all of a sudden just like slap slap.
1: They were sick. Iconics were sick uh,
0: I don't know man Mad
1: cow Flesh eating disease Whatever the fuck Paige shouldn't
0: Even shouldn't be, be with them To begin with Paige needs to the, be with them Yeah well that's the only reason She can keep afloat So No 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 no
1: It's the only reason why Kabuki Warriors Keep afloat in the WWE They won't work They won't get TV time You can just have them
0: Come out and have Tag team matches They can talk once in a while They don't need to They can say short sentences Here and there In backstage promos I don't but know they, won't, just, they won't win, them was just a bit They lazy. won't
1: win the titles If they do that
0: they get very well into tell their in ring is amazing. It,
1: you gotta you gotta put yourself in the perspective of creative. If they can't cut a promo to WWE's liking and be the face of them, like when they go and do their meet and greets and all that kind of shit then they're not going to make them champions. Now yeah, they-
0: well, m- m- look, look, maybe. Maybe right. And this is it's a valid point, a valid argument. But look, Asuka found success on NXT and the main roster, not speaking a word of English, pretty much. So I'm pretty sure they can translate into a, that into a tag team one way or the other. So sh- are um, you
1: saying she was successful on main roster? Is that what you just said?
0: When she first came on, she did had some success. But they've ruined her. I know that. I've accepted it. I've not accepted it. They, they
1: haven't ruined <laughs> her. Have she just accepted. didn't fit into the mold like Oscar in WWE was just not just how do how do I put this she doesn't fit the mold that they're looking for therefore she didn't work it's nothing on her and it's nothing on WWE for ruining her it's just the way WWE is yeah
0: but look you look at their match at where Rumble Becky and Oscar right like that was I know I was saying the best um, I like Nia Jax as the best part of that pay-per-view, but this to me was the best match in the pay-per-view yeah. and the match these two women had were amazing. Uh, the man, Becky Lynch, tapped out and then we never heard anything about Asuka again. She went on to like win the title at TLC randomly or no, she kept the title ready. She went on to lose it against Charlotte on SmackDown like in a really sad way. Uh, she cut that promo talking to her Japanese fans where she was almost in tears, thanking people for the support. They they did her wrong. They they really shit on her and then stuck her in that Battle Royale WrestleMania. So look, I just, I was excited to see her be put back with Kyrie and even Paige being in there being like, okay, look, I don't think it makes sense, but they're really high on Paige. So maybe they'll be using her a little bit more and they'll use them a little bit more. It's coming. And that's the thing. They said they can run, they can hide, but the match is happening. I'm going to guess SummerSlam. Uh, But yes, you're right. Uh, The Kabuki Warriors will get their time. They just got a brand new t-shirt. So they're going to want to show that off on TV. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it not just a sh- not just the, the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, Buddy Murphy's a great point. An amazing talent from 205 Live. Like, why not have him, you know, a little bit more on TV? Uh, or Ali as well, too. He's cutting these promos. He's got and I TV thought it, time. Ali's got he got TV that time. promo. But I always thought, you know, I looked at the Ali promo this week, and it almost seems like his promo and Aleister Black's promo, it's like, why don't they go on a date? It seems like they're both kind of searching for the same thing if you listen to it. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, Ali's gonna fight Bray Wyatt, right? Like after this week's promo. Yeah, yeah that
0: might that might be it. Because he's talking about meeting the, the evil face on and head on. And I was like, well, that's Alistair Black right there. Why this could easily be who it is. Nobody but-
1: was talking about how if you if you if you're getting taken over by your own internal evil that that he'll help you.
0: And that's so he so he goes to like Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Come help, help me, Ali. Help Come help out.
1: me. Uh, yeah we talked about Bray Wyatt a couple weeks back and I said I said I'm pretty sure this is the finale and we haven't seen Bray Wyatt since
0: yeah there's been no Funhouse we've seen little puppets in the back area but it's like okay cool tease it but then why no Firefly Funhouse you're gonna make people forget we're not gonna you know like I know we're not gonna forget forget but like keep it fresh and it's all of a sudden it's like oh yeah there he is but like why did they I guess they filmed uh Firefly Funhouse for like a week or two straight and then they just ran out of material they should be still filming them if he is being paid and he's backstage start filming more shit film it every week more stuff put it on the internet if it's not gonna be on TV like I don't know just uh, I'm kind of a little bit uh, a little bit upset they started uh, they stopped with the Firefly Funhouse
1: did we talk about Maria Canellis and Mike Canellis yet
0: oh no we didn't
1: Um, I know a lot of people hate it a lot of people are saying it's cringeworthy it doesn't belong um, I think they're all crazy. I think this is if this was happening on Beating the Elite, people would be shitting their pants and coming on the floor because... Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> right. Ice cream That's and pickles. Like the aristoc- aristocrats uh, joke. Anyways. I have no idea. Is that, is that no, a you don't. Mike, it's going to go over a lot of people's heads, but if you look at... It's basically the dirtiest joke you can make. And it's called the aristoc- aristocrats. And basically, it's like you go in there and you basically try to tell the most vulgar joke properly and it's all about like this you know, family goes in, and then, and then the son poops, and then the daughter pees, and then the husband pukes on it, and then the wife eats it, and then they have sex in it. It's like really disgusting,ly dirty. The, and the whole point is to just the whole point is just to make a story so sickening and so dirty that you're you, that you told the best joke, I guess. I don't know. And then the the punchline, and then yeah, I don't know. I thought check the, it out, guys. There's many comedians who have done it, so it's uh, it was a thing. I thought
1: the Aristocrats was
0: a Disney movie. With That's aristoc- Aristocrats. Cats. we uh, Cats. Same shit. Same shit. All right, whatever, shit. man. Whatever, whatever. Anyways,
1: what's going on with Mike Canellis and Maria Kanellis, uh, It it's They're building it. This is another one of those things that could have been a storyline that was dropped after one week. We got to see them again. We didn't get to hear their banger of a theme song, but yeah. seeing them again means that we will probably eventually hear that banger of a theme song again, <laughs> so I'm all for it.
0: I was excited to see these guys get the, the TV time they got last week. And even this week, man, like I saw the first segment where like she's acting by bi- not bipolar, but like she, she's happy one minute, you know, upset the next. So she's got the mood swings going on. Uh, I thought it was funny and I could totally be okay with, and I was careful when I said crazy in quotes, Maria, because I know it's a storyline. She's not a crazy woman. I get it. She's playing a role um, with, with against Mike, with Mike basically for the next nine months, her kind of like, you know abusing him to some degree uh, like and then it. you know maybe in the end he stands up for himself or whatever it is seth wrong she, ba- she, has, she has the baby and all of a sudden she completely forgets about how she treated him and she's like what are you talking about i never did that um but it was interesting the only thing i don't like they trashed it up by saying like you might not be the father that's the and best part. i know i know that's what people told me too like that's the best part what did you expect and you're right like, you're right that's obviously what was going to happen but i thought we were past that and i don't want to spend the next nine months being like Who's the father? We all know that Mike Kanellis is the real father, so it's obviously, obviously bullshit. It's but at the same fake. time, like I don't know. These who's the father storyline? Seth like,
1: Rollins. They're good and it's gonna start the wedge between Seth and Becky, and it's gonna be so good to watch.
0: Well, it's gonna be Hornswoggle in the end or something. Who cares it who will. it is? It'll be so disappointing. It's gonna be like Hornswoggle.
1: The reveal is not what it's about. It's about the journey. And if we get to see Becky getting mad at Seth because Seth banged Maria Kanellis.
0: I'm down for this. Or why not? Like, look, man. Wh- what's another couple right now that doesn't have TV time? Rusev Day. <laughs> Bring in Rusev in Lana and have them go off against each other in some way or the other. I think these two could have some fun chemistry together.
1: Yeah. WWE hates
0: Rusev, though. Yeah, I know. Poor Rusev.
1: All right. Let's talk AEW. Let's, let's get into the predictions for AEW Fight for the Fallen. Um, that's gonna be this Saturday, live on Bleacher Report, I believe, so it's whoop, whoop. free, but let's roll, let's get right into these. Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen it's time for Death and Predictions. Oops, that was supposed to fade out, but it did not. Live video, eh? Wah-wah. All right. Uh, so we got Brandy Rhodes versus Ali. And if you watched Nightmare Family, I think it was episode two for the road to uh, Fight for the Fallen, we found out that Brandy Rhodes likes figure skating yeah. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, poor her. Had a lot of pressure on her growing up to perform. And she seems to, that white whale... That keeps escaping her is that she's so good in practice. However, she sucks at performing.
0: I always that I mean, like I I mean, cool. Like maybe like learn a little bit more about Brandy Rhodes, and she's obviously a it's smart kayfabe, girl. It's kayfabe though. I I know I know, like, but at the same anymore. time, it's kind of like she talks about her being this awesome figure skater, and then she just tells how like she just ran away, and it's kind <laughs> of like. Um, that's makes it's, that's not impressive. You know, why did you run away? <laughs> you know, if anything, I wanted her to drop wrestling and go back and finish figure skating and get that <laughs> fucking championship. You know, so maybe yeah, that, that did bring something to it. But did, uh, but learning the learning the characters, real life, learning their backstory is important. I think it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, going to this match, I mean, like. Watching her training and the story and the, the, the amount of, I guess, production they put into this. Uh, I, I, she's going to win this match. They're well sure. put together, eh? Those
1: uh, those episodes?
0: They're, they're all right. They're all right? Sometimes they're, the segments they do are cheesy. No.
1: Nightmare Family versus Being the Elite. Nightmare, I like the way it's put together. There's just a feeling to it. But but I, th- I thought they built her up. Um, we're cheering for her. I don't think she's going to win this. I really don't think she's gonna win this.
0: Which is weird because she plays a heelish character often, and then like they do this thing, so it's kind of like, yeah, I
1: don't but, know.
0: It's like what what is she supposed to be right now in AEW? She's not like uh,
1: Cody's not a heel in AEW, and Brandy's Brand they were outside, they were like in their run with New Japan and with the Elite. And, and I just remember always. Brandy
0: always trying to interfere, and then her eating a spear or going through a table or some shit. Well, Cody
1: used to get her fucked up. He would grab her and put her in the in yeah. the way, and then yeah. not like try and pick her up. So
0: there's your intergender wrestling. Yeah.
1: Um, but no, I see Ali taking this. I really do. just because again, I just I don't want to see all the executives
0: She's the one who fought the uh, the librarian, right? Yeah, and I don't yeah, think no, she had a no, good no. outing. She, yeah, no no, no, Brandy should win this match. I never thought I'd say that, but like, you know, I don't know I like the story the know.
1: way that she talked about how she was you know, when they brought her into the WWE, they didn't want to make her in ring in- ring talent and then she had to evolve her. and then they wouldn't give her the shot. I know you're not a fan of her. and, and they No, her I'm
0: not, not a fan. I'm getting there. I just, I don't You'll know. You'll get there. You know, like, she goes in and she's like, I didn't just get here by luck. You know, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> hey, kind of did. You kinda they worked kinda, their ass kinda, off. Kind of did. She does work hard for sure. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if she didn't marry Cody Rhodes, I know I'm going to get lots of heat saying this. Yeah,
1: you are going to get lots of heat
0: saying yeah. this. Then I won't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. You're abort, already kind of did. Abort. <laughs> I'm out. Peace. All right. See, so you're picking Brandy. So there you go. Yeah, I am picking Brandy, man. Right, Brandy. I think she'll be the better wrestler of the two. Uh,
1: I don't know. We'll see.
0: Maybe I, I, I don't know. I don't know Ali at all. But, I, I've uh,
1: we she was on that pay per view that we watched of Impact, the one there were she had half of her face painted and she was with the crazy chick. Remember the pay per view sure. we watched?
0: I do, but that was a while ago. And yeah. I only watched these characters once, so I'm she, sure they didn't stick into my brain.
1: She's no joke. She, she's she got some skills. She just. Cool. That wasn't cool. a good outing.
0: Yeah, the librarian was a pretty bad wrestler. Yeah. Well, I don't Sorry. know. I, I, I
1: can't tell it. I've never seen a Bates match before. Maybe it was just an off night. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that it was an off night.
0: Good for you. Generous. Yeah. I won't be as generous. Um.
1: You know, this, this, I'm looking at this card. I, I'm not as excited for this as I was for uh, for Fighter Fest. I feel well, like... for
0: sure. It's kind of like a mediocre card for them. It's kind of like a filler before, you know, like All Out, right, coming up?
1: Yeah, that's a lot of pay-per-views. It's like what? They had it like yeah, two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah.
0: And they're rumored to be airing on Wednesdays in the fall. Wednesdays Ooh. on TNT. Yeah, Are they
1: going to compete with NXT?
0: I mean, it's not competing against no. like NXT. NXT's not on, on TV, so... Yeah, Uh, it's on the
1: network. Okay, so this match, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll be better than I think, but Kenny Omega versus Shima. I got to think Kenny Omega's going to take this. Yeah,
0: me too. Kenny Omega's going to take this match, I think. Um, Shima won his last match. Kenny Omega's got to, you know, win some matches and build some, well, he doesn't need to build credibility. Omega has all the credibility in the world. (laughs) Yeah. But he's going to need to look strong going into the match against Moxley. So. Yeah, I think the match will be good, and Kenny Omega will pick up the win, and say two. Say two. That's it. That's it. That's 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 all.
1: Uh, Okay, let's go with Cody and Dustin versus the Young Bucks. Now, this is going to be a tougher one to call because, well, one, they're all EVPs, except for Dusty. But uh, I see here that you got—are you sticking with your pick of Cody and Dustin?
0: Absolutely, because, look, man, like— the fact the match these guys had, uh, Cody and Dustin, let's not forget about it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It was awesome. Uh, Dustin almost died from the blood loss he had. <laughs> but to have that match, tell the story, and then have that emotional ending where Cody asked him to be his brother, his partner, and going to this match against uh, the Young Bucks who are making fun of Cody about this week after week, Week right? after week, yeah. Terribly, but they're doing it week after week. And I just feel like, look, Young Bucks also just came off of a win as well too with Kenny Omega, so I have to feel like they're gonna eat the Big L, and you're gonna see a feel good win with brothers Cody Rhodes and Dustin Runnels or Dustin Rhodes or whatever you know. But uh, Gold Dust? Was, yeah, Goldust. <laughs> okay, he'll be he'll be ducked out and whatever. It's gonna be Goldust and Cody Rhodes.
1: I don't know. I, I like. They talk about the Young Bucks being the you know the greatest tag team in the world or one of the greatest tag teams in the world. To just throw Cody and Dustin together and, and have them beat them would be so weird for me. Um,
0: Cody could beat any either Young Buck one-on-one.
1: Yeah, but it's not a one-on-one match. It's a tag team match.
0: So all he has to do is just pin one of them during the match. I don't know. You're right. I get what you're saying. You got a good point. But I think just the bigger picture of it is the story that they started putting together with Cody and Dustin and also Cody getting that big chair shot as well, too. I, well, I guess that doesn't really tie in with it, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I think, I think this is going to be a moment for the two brothers. And I think that's what this is going to be about. Fuck
1: it. I'm picking the young bucks just to fuck around. bring it on, boy. Uh, speaking of the chair shot, the match for me, that doesn't make any sense here. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong listeners, let me know shit on me for it. Um, MJF Guevara and Sean Spears versus havoc. Uh, Darby Allen and Joey Janela to have MJF and Spears in the same team after what happened at uh, yeah. Puss,
0: Oh my God, I hadn't even noticed that. Is, I'm sure they're gonna f- fight each other or something. They're gonna have to. I don't know. You know. Yeah. It's like let's put the heels together in one team. But did you remember what happened, guys?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like maybe that's where AEW is gonna be cooler, where like not all the heels have to be friends but they still kind of get pinned together in matches like this. Um, Because somehow Sean Spears is the heel against Cody and MJF is almost the face in that situation even though MJF is being called the biggest heel in AEW. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we're just trying to blur the heel and face lines. I don't know, but it was just... I saw the graphic and I was like, well, that doesn't fucking make sense. Hey,
0: well, look, us talking. Maybe it's going to make for an exciting match. Maybe they're going to play on it. I'm sure they're going to have to to some degree. So uh if you know, if it gets us questioning, wondering and tuning in to find out, then they did something right. And I think this is gonna be an interesting match. However, you know, I think they have to be leading towards uh Sean Spears versus Cody Rhodes matchup. Yeah. So I, think I ultimately of... think that I ultimately think Sean Spears is gonna pick up the win. He will pick up the win for his team, one way or the other, and that way it's gonna make him strong going into some type of matchup with Cody Rhodes. I mean I not... plus plus Sean Spears hasn't won a match in about fifteen years. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to fuck with you, but I'm going to disagree with you. Um, I see Spears and MJF just falling apart. Um, somehow they cause each other the match. You got to think. You know, poor Jimmy Havoc hasn't won anything in AEW yet. Mm. Um, Janela, I don't think he 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 shouldn't lose again uh darby allen god i can't read his name if it says all in it just it's um, allen i know it's allen but my mind wants to say all in every time
0: well that's i think that's how he that was the play on words he changed it to right I uh, think? yeah
1: when i write it next time in my notes i'm just gonna Damn, write Alan.
0: son you know what they might because like i'm trying to think of this like cody and sean spears right like when are they gonna wrestle there's like no event coming up where they can wrestle until it's like a little bit longer down the line oh they're Maybe gonna they fuck are... each other
1: th- t- on saturday
0: well, maybe it's going to be MJF. Maybe the match at All Out is going to be MJF versus Sean Spears Could instead. Be. Could yeah. be. Maybe there's going to be some kind of tension within the team. I'll still go with my pick, you know, just to be competitive. Okay. But, yeah, I think you might have a point there. They might be leading to an MJF-Sean uh, Spears matchup.
1: All right, man. We haven't agreed on any of these except for Kenny Omega.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. he's like the character that puts in cheat codes and wins, right? So you got to go with that guy. <laughs> he's the almighty. The uh, almighty Omega
1: hangman page versus kip sabian um i think kip sabian was the dude he's the british guy right
0: i don't know he's another guy named kip i only know uh billy gunn yeah and kip and that's it i'm, I'm not quite sure who son? he was
1: I, i'm pretty sure he was the guy who was in commentary at fight
0: who named Funderfest. their kid kip i know it's probably not his real name but like kip really like it has to be his
1: real name who picks the name kip yeah i guess it's like what do you want to name yourself if you're a wrestler jay Oh, well, i'm gonna be fucking cock
0: I'm going to be spanky. (laughs) Like, what the hell is that one about? I mean, I don't know. I
1: like it. Uh, Okay, so Adam Page, like, obviously. Yeah, 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 Adam
0: Page. You can walk out the room and you'll, you know, that's your bathroom break. Yeah. So if you like Adam Page, check it out.
1: Yeah, I bet you it's going to be a good match, though, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, it probably will be.
1: And then uh, the most recently announced one, SoCal Censor versus Lucha Brothers for the first time ever, and it's Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio. Bo Sky, if those are their right names. Yeah, I think yeah. you
0: got it. Uh, I think it's going to be SCU just because they need a win. Oh, I think Lucha, Lucha are loved. They're respected. Uh, you know, they can kick ass any day of the night. Uh, it's not any a, day of not, the night, any night of the day, any any, <laughs> any night of the, of the week. I'm drinking. <laughs> this guy's on his high horse. He's not drinking this week, so lay off my lay off me. <laughs> Look, man, uh, I don't think they necessarily need that win. I think SCU does. So SCU? that's where my that's where my logic lies and I'm sticking with it I'm
1: just going with I'm gonna go with the Lucha Brothers and it's not to fuck with you again it's just that I you know this AW is so heavy with their with their tag teams and wins and losses count and uh, heading into all out I can't see the Lucha Brothers um, going in their losers so that's just where I see it is that the whole card? that's a short card
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to have seen a um, Luchasaurus-Jungle Boy match in there.
1: Ooh. I think we'll see Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy there. We've seen him in every episode of Being the There'll Elite. be like
0: a buy-in? Will there be a buy-in for this one as well? Yes,
1: there will be a buy-in. Oh, yes, there, there will. So we have no idea what's going to be on the buy-in. Uh, we're not going to predict that because we don't know what it is. Uh, we're still relatively young in the outset of WWE Universe, so uh, bear with us on that. But, yeah. Anything you want to throw in there before we wrap this one up, Des?
0: Well I uh, we haven't seen too much 24 7 this no, week True no but it's been they, good they kind of, well it's good they kind of like laid it on a lot thick lately on the internet. I loved watching um, Drake, Mac, Drake Drake Maverick on his honeymoon the photos of him with so his wife good. he holds the belt up in front of her face. I thought that was damn hilarious uh, I, I like it all the fact that he took her on the honeymoon in Orlando Florida when they live in Orlando Florida. I like it. Um, she's been a trooper and definitely a good sight on the eyes to, to she's got a contract. Around. Did she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But anyways, I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and then on SmackDown, we beat we, this week. All we saw was Jake Maverick pop underneath a table at one point. I
1: kind yeah. of like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't lay it on all the time. I don't, yeah. I don't think so. You know, we don't want it all time. Do it on the internet. Don't do it for one week. Take your breaks. It's fine. I love the things that they're doing. I was thinking in my head, this is just a funny 24-7 scenario, right? So we have our truth He's the champion. He finally wins it back. And like this is a future storyline. Uh, Carmella goes missing. Where is it? Where is she? What is she? Where is she hiding? Who took Carmela? What's going on? So he basically spends a week or two trying to hunt down Carmella. He finally walks into a room and she's tied to a chair, and he's like, Carmella, there you are. <laughs> and he goes in the room. He's laughing because he's like, that is that's what our truth would say. <laughs> and, and then when he's there. He's like, Don't come in, don't come in, truth. He's here. Who's here? And then all of a sudden he's like, Jimmy? <laughs> and then all of a sudden he falls backwards and like kinda of rolls himself up. And a ref is like, one, two, three. And he's like, What what? Oh no. no way. What? And Carmelo's like, What what just happened? He's like, Jimmy just pinned me. <laughs> he's like, But where's the twenty four seven title? And he looks beside him and it's gone. And all of a sudden, Jimmy is your twenty four seven title champion. And they can I think they can have fun with that, man. If they it's can crazy. pull that, that off, there. that's pretty good. If they I, can I was, pull well, that, off. I was washing dishes the other day, and I'm like, man, 24/7 title is interesting. It's like, but you know what? I, I missed Jimmy, and I thought about our truth. I'm like, dude, this guy's a future Hall of Famer. Oh yeah. And I was like, I was like, who's gonna induct this guy? Who's gonna go on stage? Fucking Jimmy. I, I I think it's gonna be Carmella right at this point. But dude, imagine that all of a sudden, like somebody comes out the stage, you just hear click clack click clack going on the <laughs> stage. Nobody knows what it is. And all of a sudden the lights go and turn on and there's like a boy standing there and it's like, Yeah, I'm Jimmy. I'm just make Jimmy a holograph. Or a, a holograph or something, you know, a hologram. You know, but uh, or you, can, you if you continue to play off this Jimmy storyline, like Jimmy's the one like, you know, kidnaps Carmella, you know, rolls up R Truth, and then R Truth is fighting with this invisible person for the title. It's ridiculous, guys. Oh, I, I know like you're that. listening it I know you're listening and being like, That's absolute garbage. But dude, R Truth could pull this off. It's I think shit. it could be hilarious getting himself rolled up and kicking out and like having a match with Jimmy and uh, yeah I don't know I just miss, missed Jimmy I thought it was some good stuff and they cut it short so why not bring him back you know and uh, <laughs> it could be fun
1: it could be fun should I drink every week on the show <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> we're gonna end it at that boys and girls uh, you know where to find us on Twitter at underscore Talkamania Instagram <laughs> Spotify iTunes iHeartRadio Podbean wherever you gotta get it uh, guys go download that Blah. Go download the Full Press Coverage app in Google, in Apple, wherever. I don't know. The App
0: Store. Come on, old man. The App
1: Store, whatever. It's all good. Download Full Press Coverage and uh, Extreme Rules pre-show on Full Press Radio this Sunday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll be tweeting out the call-in number, the right one this time. Uh, We'll also be airing the episode live right here on Sportscaster. We'll be tweeting the shit out of it from now until then. Um, Support us. Support the show patreon.com slash Talkamania be like Chris Spizak and help us out help us get some more gear help us get better at video help us go to some events help us do more for you
0: that's it guys we are upgrading week after week we're on video now we're all over the place and we love it and we love to bring the content to you every week so help us out we'll continue to grow bring you the product that you love and uh, you, know, you know maybe uh Maybe uh, Jay will show you a nipple. Ah!
1: No. No nipples. Anyways, enjoy AEW, guys. Enjoy Evolve. Enjoy Extreme Rules. Enjoy the G1. But most of all, enjoy your weekend. On behalf of Talkamania, Jay Bombs out.
0: Dez, say bye. Make sure to tune in this Sunday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern, on Full Press Radio. We'll be hitting our predictions for Extreme Rules, so join in and be part of the action. Until then... Happy Rusev Day!